Today's reading is Mark chapter 1. This is the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I will send my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, Prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. People went out to him from all of Jerusalem and the countryside of Judea. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John was clothed in camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. And he began to proclaim, After me will come one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. As soon as Jesus came up out of the water, he saw the heavens breaking open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son, in you I am well pleased. At once the Spirit drove Jesus into the wilderness, and he was there for forty days, being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals, and the angels ministered to him. After the arrest of John, Jesus went into Galilee and proclaimed the gospel of God. The time is fulfilled, he said, and the kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe in the gospel. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. And at once they left their nets and followed him. Going on a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat, mending their nets. Immediately Jesus called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. Then Jesus and his companions went to Capernaum, and right away Jesus entered the synagogue on the Sabbath and began to teach. The people were astonished at his teaching, because he taught as one who had authority, and not as the scribes. Suddenly, a man with an unclean spirit cried out in the synagogue, What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked the spirit. Be silent, he said. Come out of him. At this, the unclean spirit threw the man into convulsions and came out with a loud shriek. All the people were amazed and began to ask one another, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. And the news about Jesus spread quickly through the whole region of Galilee. As soon as Jesus and his companions had left the synagogue, they went with James and John to the home of Simon and Andrew. Simon's mother-in-law was sick in bed with a fever, and they promptly told Jesus about her. So he went to her, took her by the hand, and helped her up. The fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening, after sunset, people brought to Jesus all who were sick and demon-possessed, and the whole town gathered at the door, and he healed many who were ill with various diseases and drove out many demons. But he would not allow the demons to speak, because they knew who he was. Early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up and slipped out to a solitary place to pray. Simon and his companions went to look for him. And when they found him, they said, Everyone is looking for you. But Jesus answered, Let us go into the neighboring towns, so I can preach there as well, for that is why I have come. So he went throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons.
Then a leper came to Jesus, begging on his knees, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Moved with compassion, Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him, and the man was cleansed. Jesus promptly sent him away with a stern warning. See that you don't tell anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest, and present the offering Moses prescribed for your cleansing as a testimony to them. But the man went out and openly began to proclaim and spread the news. Consequently, Jesus could no longer enter a town in plain view, but he stayed out in solitary places. Yet people came out to him from every quarter. This is God's word. If you had a terminal illness or a permanent, disfiguring, disabling injury, how far would you travel to be healed? Would you travel a long way if the chance of being healed was 50%? What about if it was 20%? What about if it was 1%? My guess is that just about everybody would travel as far as necessary, even if the chances were slim. This explains the remark at the end of Mark 1, verse 45, that as a result, Jesus could no longer enter a town openly, but stayed outside in lonely places. Yet the people still came to him from everywhere. That all happened because of the blabbing of the man that he had cured, the leper that he had cured. Jesus had forbidden this man when he healed him from talking about it, as we saw in verses 43 through 44. But he talked about it anyway. So people who were desperate, with no hope, kept looking for Jesus until they found him. They were undeterred by how difficult he was to find or how arduous the journey to him would become. The hope of healing compelled them to find Jesus. And when they did, Jesus was gracious to heal them. There were many purposes for the healings that Jesus performed. One was to fulfill prophecy, and another was to demonstrate his love and compassion for people and their sufferings. But the biggest reason why Jesus healed was to demonstrate his power. The healings authenticated his message and gave a taste of the perfections of the kingdom that Jesus proclaimed. Those of us who know Jesus by faith can read about these healings with hope. Jesus did not come to remove all human suffering in this age. He came to call us to trust him for a better age to come. The people he healed during his life on this earth are a demonstration of his absolute power over every human problem. They also serve to remind us one day we will be made whole when we enter into his kingdom eternally. Until we enter it eternally, we are citizens of it by faith, but we live in exile, waiting for our true home. If you're suffering today, and wondering if Jesus cares, take heart. He may not choose to heal you in this life. He may not choose to remove your suffering in this life. But imagine the joy and thanks you will have when your sufferings are over and your body is glorified, perfected, and eternally protected from harm. I hope this truth gives you some hope today, no matter what you're facing. May God bless you today, and I'll see you next time.